0: Thank you for joining us
1: on the Shrink Think podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Kim Tolson. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Traveling Therapist podcast, which is part of the SciCraft network of podcasts. I am so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan at ShrinkThink. If you haven't discovered the Traveling Therapist podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the ins and outs of running a therapy practice while you travel the world. Be sure to check us out at thetravelingtherapist.com slash podcast for all of the updates and lessons I'm learning as a traveling therapist and the adventures of other traveling therapists.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. Today we've got one of a couple of episodes that we're going to do on a very, uh, it's a very common theme I think that people have talked about over the years. It's not one that you have not heard about, but I think it's, a, it's one of those things where, um, I don't want to say it's quite, we would go so far as to say there are a lot of myths about it or stigmas about things, although maybe there are a little bit of stigmas about this, but we want to kind of just break this down and give this to you in a little bit more, I guess, um, detail and what this looks like, as always, kind of practically, I mean, we're not going to give you like the research about uh, all the academia. That's just not what we do, although we know some of that stuff. Um, But we want to look at practically what do these things look like? And how does it impact your life? How does this impact your relationships? And how can you learn from this so that you can know yourself and work differently with the people in your life? So without further ado, we are going to talk today in this episode about introversion. And in the next episode, we will talk about extroversion. I will say I intentionally chose introversion first because oftentimes it's the extroverts that get all the attention. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about introverts, too. <laughs> and they're like, I, I had to sit through all of that <laughs> to get to the part on me. Um, so Which is usual for you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I guess that's normal. Yeah. But I like to do introversion first because I think in a lot of ways it'll help understand some of extroversion in a different light. It's really easy, I think, to talk about extroversion kind of for what it is, and then in contrast, talk about introverts and how really like in the world they're impacted by things. And it's true, but I kind of wanted to talk about introverts kind of for who they are and the value that they hold kind of on their own, not in reaction or response to extroverts. So All that's to say, we're talking about introversion and what it means to be an introvert and what it looks like and how you can work with them. So for starters, I guess what, when we're talking about just introversion, we'll talk about the other one later on, but when you talk about introversion, there's this whole idea of like, what is it? And the main thing that people always come back to is where you draw your energy. So Nathan, get us started for introverts. What does that mean in terms of energy usage, consumption, conservation? Uh, where they get their energy from.
1: Yeah, I think the um, the easiest way that I understand it is from the place of when you're tired, um, or when you get sick of doing something, what do you do? And introverts typically will be by themselves, they, they get they keep their energy flow by just being internal being with themselves being alone. Um, the pandemic was like, an absolute dream for these guys like,
0: <laughs> right. wait is this real is this, a is this like my birthday every i've been day? training my whole life for this <laughs> um, yeah
1: but but i would have to say that um a lot of th- that only goes so far because we do need people as people we do like to interact and hang out the problem that an introvert would have uh, during the pandemic is typically they they don't really um, reach out and deal and talk to people because the, the introverts hate small talk. Absolutely hate it. So imagine you're you're alone. You're thinking, oh, I wonder what Susie's doing, and you're an introvert. First thought is like, what would I say? Why would I call them? What would they say? What? Am, why are we talking? You know what? Forget it. And then just watch another show, like or, or whatever or whatever you're doing. Read another page in your book. Right, right. <laughs> and that's not because introverts are socially inept. It's because it, because in general, introverts don't value small talk at all. They don't like it. They want meaningful conversation. They don't really care about like, they are not the social lubricants of, of the room, but they are observers. They know everything going on in that room, which is why the energy gets zapped over time because they're paying attention to everything. They're not missing much of anything.
0: So in terms of uh, if we just stay on this track of, you know, where you draw your energy from introverts, then you're saying they draw their energy from being alone. And if I can expand on that, I would say from being with themselves, being with their own thoughts, maybe from uh, observing the world somewhat at a distance. I remember during the pandemic, people who were introverts had these shirts on and they they were like making jokes of the social distancing thing of like the six feet, you know, or uh, distance was like, oh, good. Finally, <laughs> a reason or excuse to like, you know, enforce the boundaries I've always wanted in my life or whatever. <laughs> um, it's like they they choose to kind of engage the world on their own terms uh, from their own space because. I think, like you said, they are observing and taking in a lot of things. They are thinking about things. It's not that they're stupid. It's not that they're incapable.
1: This whole time I thought they were just stupid.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad we're doing this episode, Nathan, because you're wrong. You've been dead wrong. How have you survived as a therapist for all these years? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, no, it's that they they have a lot to offer, they just don't willingly offer it up. I mean, in some ways, I like to joke with them. Uh, sometimes it's like, you're not worthy. <laughs> you know, if you're not worthy, you don't get it. They will only share those things with people that they trust and that they feel safe with. And then some of those people who are introverts can actually talk a lot. They have a lot of things to say, and, and they're very valuable. But we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. For now, we're talking about drawing energy from being alone, and then also on the other side, what zaps energy, it's being with people. I saw this Instagram video of this guy who's an introvert and he's saying to somebody else, they're having like this little conversation and it's something like, hey, what do you got going on today? So, oh, I've got a, a phone call at three or something is like, oh, OK, what are you doing before that? He's like preparing for the phone call? I'm like, oh, this must be an important call. Well, what are you doing after that? Recovering from the phone call? I'm like, oh, wow. Well, what is this phone call? About well, I have to call a stranger or something. Like okay, how long is that going to take? Five minutes. (laughs) It's like your whole day is like zapped because you have to like think about, prepare for, recover from. You know, being around people. Um, And it's true that I think being around people does require a lot of like this navigation um, with other people that they don't necessarily want to do if they're not fully comfortable. and what I mean by that is like if if they know you, if they feel safe with you, um, then they know how to navigate that. They can kind of let some of those guards down. But if you're a stranger, which, you know, introverts don't generally have a gigantic social network because, again, they're they're interested in like quality over quantity of friendships, which when we talk about extroverts might be a little bit different. But so they're they have few people in their life, but those people are very close to them. So everybody else in the world is kind of like a stranger or acquaintance that is going to essentially zap energy.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because what an introverts doing like all the time and it's just how they're wired is they're taking in everything and they really are taking in everything. So if you're doing that, why the heck would you worry about small details? you got to filter those like which equates to that small talk stuff we were talking earlier like who cares about that you're getting everything you've got like you just realize what that person just did what they're saying you can imagine what they would feel if this person over here said just that you're trying not to overhear this conversation because the person in front of you is saying xyz and you don't want to be rude but then you wonder what they're feeling and that's weird that this other person in the group like just said this to that person and they've been wearing that weird why are they wear that, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, that's an overload. I mean, and extroverts don't do that um, typically at all. Imagine the energy suck that that would be. I mean, what you'd want to do is just not be around people like to recover. You'd want to be by yourself because the, because you need that data flow to slow down. You need the data just to go away.
0: Yeah. And I think another part of that too, often with introverts is they are observing, or you could even say gathering that information and because there's so in, so much information to gather, being alone and apart from that input means that they have time and space to then process it. It's like, OK, I gathered all this information and I'm kind of overwhelmed. Now I'm going to kind of sort through it. This happened, that happened, this person said this and I said that. And I wonder what they meant by that or why they said that. It's like they're processing or thinking deeply or critically about things apart from it. Whereas an an extrovert maybe has moved on to the next thing. It's kind of like, oh, squirrel, you know, (laughs) the next thing that's happening. An introvert is actually kind of thinking more deeply about this. And this is kind of one of those areas that I wanted to get into that makes it really practical. When I am working with introverts or I'm talking with somebody who's more introverted, as an extrovert myself, I've had to make some adjustments. One of those things is, let's say we're having a back and forth conversation and they say something, I say something, and then they say something else. And now this is my turn, I might have a response. But I'm looking to kind of move the ball forward in the conversation, because that's, you know, interesting, or it's taking it deeper, it's exciting. But the thing I've learned with the introverts is I have to leave more space for them, um, more quiet space. And I don't want to move the ball up up the field or, or down the field as quickly as I normally would with maybe an extrovert. Because when I create that space, I will notice the person is thinking or has more time to think more about what we're saying. And then they will usually come back with something where I normally I would think, Oh, this person's done talking, they don't have anything else to say. It's like, no, actually, spring, some other new thought or idea or a deeper connection comes out of the mouth. And I'm like, Oh, wow, I'd never even thought about that. And it's like, if I had said something, then I would have basically rob them of the opportunity to share that and rob myself of the opportunity to hear that.
1: Yeah. One of the things about that is that they, they're not like an introvert is, is typically the way that they're being respectful is they're just going to assume like, Oh, this person has another thing to say, whatever it is. Now earlier in another episode, we talked about internal versus external processing and in, introverts have a tendency to be more of an internal processor. So they're thinking about whatever is going on in the, in the situation, and they're just going to be doing that thinking. And then if you just keep going, you don't necessarily hear what, they, what the result of that thought is. And they oftentimes, and I would challenge you introverts to to bump in there and say like, no, I just had this thing to say or whatever. I know it'd be, it's not, it's kind of counterintuitive. But you have to realize that the the other people that you're talking with don't, they don't necessarily know that you actually want to say anything. They're not avoiding you. They just don't realize that you have anything to say.
0: Yeah, they I think they often look at the space of silence differently. It's like if their silence is because I've said it, everything and now I'm done. And in a in a funny way, it's kind of like you as an introvert might be thinking, yeah, well that's where I'm thinking, you know, I'm like connecting things, whereas other people, maybe extroverts are like If I'm done talking, I'm done thinking right (laughs) in terms of like internal and external processing. But okay, let me ask this question, Nathan, because you brought up the internal, external processing. Is every introvert an internal processor or or the other way around, if you are an internal processor, where you process in your mind, does that mean you're probably more introverted? Whereas if you're uh, an external processor, does that mean
1: you're an extrovert? if you were betting, um, in Vegas, you probably could be safe with the bet, but no, because internal processors who are, or excuse me, external processors who are introverts will still do the same thing that any other external processor will do, but they'll want to do it by themselves. So like picture, like, you know, you're, you're an inter- you're an introvert, you're in your car and you're having a conversation fully aware with yourself and fully aware that like, other people could be looking and you don't care.
0: So like Rain Man, you're like, yeah, yeah, gotta go to Kmart. Gotta go to Kmart,
1: buy some more underwear. You you want 247. I really hope. like Rain Man. I really hope. Because that. <laughs> that would definitely be weird. But no, like saying like, I can't believe that she said that. Oh yeah, of course she would. Because she always blah, blah, blah. Uh, yep. And of course she's going to wear that. I can't believe that she would wear. Well, if, I guess she would wear that because of blah, blah, blah. It was kind of hot. So blah, you know, whatever. All of that kind of talking out loud or thinking out loud and not all of the thoughts necessarily are out loud, but just kind of exclamations to yourself out loud. You can be an introvert and be an external processor. So I mean, it's, it makes sense.
0: Do you think an introvert who is an external processor, maybe just has like a bestie that they, that that's the person that they might externally process with. And if that person isn't around, you know, whether it's their spouse or a girlfriend, or if you're a dude, it's a a good guy friend or a brother or something like that if that person is not around, they just don't process with anybody. They just kind of keep it to themselves.
1: I don't, um, that's a good question. I don't actually know. My guess would be that they would actually do more stuff with themselves, by themselves. But the other point that you raised that I'm glad that, you know, this kind of inadvertent is it's not, we've, we painted a picture of them being alone, but they, you know, they're not totally alone. I mean, all the time they do have like, typically an introvert will have a best friend, And want to hang out with them and that kind of thing and actually be okay being around them a lot. But the reality is, is that not a lot, there's kind of this mutual agreement that not a lot's going to necessarily get talked about. Like there's no social pressure between them to have any kind of conversation. It's the the type of person that you're totally comfortable with in dead silence for long periods of time. That's not to say that, that they wouldn't necessarily talk all day. It's not the same energy suck because there's an agreement of observation of what's going on between both people. So every everybody in the room, so to speak, knows the 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 rhythm that needs to happen. So there's not really an energy suck when it comes to that.
0: So if I'm if I'm another person and I am in a relationship with an introvert, uh, it would you're saying it would behoove me.
1: Yes, behoove Behoove. me. I think you have to say behoove. It would
0: behoove me to get to know kind of what their needs are, those rhythms are, maybe even some ways those expectations. Maybe, well, like either by directly asking or maybe just by kind of observing, Um, but trying to kind of develop a rhythm with this person about what their expectations are that makes them comfortable. And then if I can be comfortable with that, that would actually deepen our friendship, it sounds like. Because I'm I'm creating space, the kind of environment and space in our relationship for that person to exist and function and thrive
1: at their best. Usually, yeah, what I would add to that is that it's it's pretty normal to have an introvert extrovert relationship. And the reason why it works so well is because extroverts (laughs) like being heard and listened to. Shocker. And and introverts don't want to talk. So. Extroverts kind of work as that social lubricant and can kind of hang out and do things. So I guess the challenge that I would put out there to you is, especially if you're the extrovert listening to this, is slow down. Don't say as much. Give some space. See what happens. I guarantee you that, that your friend will say more. There will be stuff that you'll be like, holy crap, I didn't realize that would actually happen.
0: Oh, Leah, like, I didn't know you were a former FBI agent. What the heck? <laughs> like, that's pretty fascinating. Like, you have all this information, all this recon, or all this wisdom, all this knowledge, or whatever, something that's, like, usually really, really valuable, that it's like, where did this come from? And, and the funny thing is, an introvert might often say, like, well, I just, you know, I, there just wasn't a chance to share it, or we were talking about this other thing, and it kind of comes out. I mean, they can be very, you know, polite and respectful, but essentially, it's kind of like, if you didn't give me the space to share it, I didn't share it. And I'm not going to like jockey for position, right? That's not what an introvert will often do. Um, but you kind of brought up another point that I wanted to make too, is that we said before that introverts are good observers, but also what I have found is that they are also very good listeners because they are observing. They are also listening. They're hearing the things that you're you're saying and they're not just hearing it, right? Cause hearing is just like, yeah, I heard you, but hearing and listening and understanding are like these components of like deeper gathering where they're absorbing what you're saying and making sense of what that means. Another thing kind of along with the listening piece is that uh, introverts I have found often ask great questions. And so if you can get yourself in a relationship with an introvert, they are usually a great friend to have because you can share stuff with them And they will listen, they will remember, and then they will ask good questions that if you allow yourself to engage with that, they will kind of sharpen or challenge or help you grow or see things from another perspective that you don't often carry because they're thinking so deeply about things.
1: Yeah, I found like in in my own relationships, the way that I can figure out if I'm with, with an introvert is I have a tendency to speed up. It's like my extroversion speeds up. Um, partially because we'll talk about this later, but it's that idea of filling space like, Oh, nothing's getting said. And so there's this temptation that I have as an extrovert to just keep going, just keep going. And then, and then I start to realize, you know, just with wisdom in my own job, quite frankly, to just stop and shut up. And I will tell you doing that it's I, like every time I end up in, you know, the person asks this really good question. Or they they summarize something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I did not say as much as I thought I said Um, or whatever. Like, you know, I thought that was a little bit more meaningful, but that is what I said. That's so interesting that you
0: said that you find yourself speeding up when I would say the opposite. When I'm with introverts, I find myself slowing way down because I'm I'm trying to kind of mirror them. And so if they're taking a little bit of extra time to be reflectful, reflective, Uh, before they speak, because often, you know, introverts will think a whole lot more before they speak as compared with extroverts, then I find myself slowing down and then engaging uh, on a slower pace, or maybe even it's, it's, it seems like it's a more thoughtful, deeper um, pace. It's not that it's more quality than extroverts. um, But I think the if you just were to put it in terms of like concentration, it's concentrated quality. Very usually good concentrated quality.
1: Yeah, that that is I was just sitting there reflecting, like I because I am different in therapy. So I, I think I probably naturally go a lot slower. But with friends who are more introverts, I don't worry about any of that. I don't care about listening to them. And I'm just kidding. That I mean that makes sense. I mean,
0: and there's no shame in it. I think there's some good awareness there, if you're an extrovert, that it's like, oh yeah, that is what I tend to do. That's kind of the gift and the curse of these qualities, you know, an introvert can be a great listener, but also like if you're around an extrovert, you know, who is like, oh, I feel so comfortable. You're listening and I can like unload all this stuff and it's kind of like, ah, this is great. Um, There does need to be some balance, which is, you know, kind of why, why we're talking about this. The point is we want you to kind of know yourself, know the person you're with and try to have some awareness about that stuff so you can change some of those dynamics and work together well
1: yeah so um, i guess in conclusion the big deal here is, is is a little bit of a challenge is um go ahead and insert yourself a bit more in different situations the people that are around you introvert are not avoiding like they're not trying to not listen to you they honestly don't think that you are going to say anything they didn't think that you were going to say it, like that you have no agenda with it with all of that have a great day
0: Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.